1: The van life. Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life.
2: Today we are talking to a wonderful couple. They are Choose the Path You Take on Instagram. They got married recently. They bought a van recently. Their whole lives are kind of beginning a new chapter. Yeah. And we're really excited to talk to them about everything that's going on in terms of Finding a van, starting to build your van, getting products, all this crazy stuff we're going to get into today, but first, an update from the road. Oh
1: yeah, baby, where are we at right now? We're in the beautiful Idaho. Who
2: Who is doing this podcast with me?
1: Frankie, your boyfriend.
2: <laughs> I feel like you had some kind of strange accent that I did not know. Oh yeah, Idaho, baby. <laughs> Frank's accent's... We actually were playing a game with some friends once that you had to, like, do accents. I
1: thought I was going to be so bad at it.
2: Because he's got the New York thing going, right? So it's, like, very heavy. New York style. Whenever we're, like, goofing around and I'm like, okay, like, do Irish or, like, do British or, you know, whatever.
1: I'm just bad at it. It's Brooklyn. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. There's
2: nothing but Brooklyn. But
1: here's the thing. The crazy thing about Brooklyn is it's such a melting pot that you have all these different people... That have Brooklyn accents, but also with their accent. Right. So So it's it's like, like, you actually would be surprised how well it transfers over to this game. I was able to utilize my Brooklyn accent, I came in second place to Alex.
2: Yeah. Which
1: is pretty wild.
2: I mean, I'm pretty good at accents.
1: I mean, give us one.
2: Uh, I can't perform like that. I'm not a circus dog.
1: Oh, come on. You're a circus (laughs) woman.
2: (laughs) If you guys have ever watched our YouTube channel, you probably have caught a couple of them. They tend to just pop out whenever they want to. You could
1: do the Long Island mom one right now.
2: Well, the Long Island mom is very different because Long Island mom is just inside of me and she lives there forever. Whenever I think about her, I'm like Tracy Caputa. I got my long nails. I got my jewels. I'm ready to like see some ghosts. Okay, let's All go. All
1: right, put her away because I don't want to be... My, I don't he wanna... hates
2: her. Every time I start talking like that, he's like, please
1: Just put her stop. away. Please, please, please.
2: <laughs> okay, anyways. So I like are, my Canadian girl. Yeah. We're in Idaho right now. We've been here for, gosh, it feels like a month. And honestly, I feel like Idaho is one of the most underrated places in the United
1: States. Yeah, it's absolutely breathtaking here. It has so much different type of terrain. We've been in a lot of like desert and then high desert, um different all different elevations. We got to see the world's or I'm sorry, not the world's. North America's deepest canyon. Deeper is,
2: than the Grand Canyon. Which
1: is just mind-blowing. Yeah, so
2: the Grand Canyon's not even the big poopa. It's What is it called? Hell's Canyon. Hell's Canyon. Here in Idaho. Snake River
1: in Idaho. Yeah, so... It actually crosses between Idaho and Oregon, but we got to visit it on the Idaho side, and then we actually were in the Oregon side when we stopped on Mm -hmm. the boat tour.
2: Yeah, the boat tour took us up the river to Oregon, which was really cool.
1: Which is actually kind of the right way to do it, because you get the best experience that you're closest to the river. Uh, If you want to do a jet boating tour, you do it through Idaho in Whitebird. And the spot that we went to was Kilgore Adventure.
2: Yeah, it was actually very cool. We had to, so from their office, was it, like a 20-mile drive?
1: Uh, Yeah, and you drove through the mountain pass there, which was extremely incredible. There was tons of wildlife out there when you're driving there, because there's like farms and whatnot uh, while you're driving through there, and the views are just breathtaking and the road is actually kind of gnarly.
2: Yeah, so it's very well paved, but it's like so windy steep. and steep and twisty and turny, and it was it was fun.
1: But Let, let's just say it was so steep for so long that when we got down, you could literally smell our brakes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so imagine these guys are hauling trucks with boats attached to them, and we like, are not talking about boats.
1: yeah, like forty person boats.
2: Yeah. It was an amazing adventure. We've done a bunch of really cool stuff in Idaho. Um, we've been eating a ton. We're on a mission to eat every kind of potato in Idaho.
1: If you have the potato, give it to me now.
2: <laughs> so we're visiting a lot of different restaurants, trying to get like their signature dish. Um, we've also just kind of been relaxing. There's tons of lakes in Idaho, which I don't know. You do I don't think of when I think of Idaho. I think more of like probably the desert, like farm. Like I just think of
1: like I used vast to,
2: open space. I
1: used to think about farms for some reason. Right. I never really thought well because you think about else. Idaho potato, potato, and so yeah. you
2: kind of think the whole state is just a giant potato farm. But
1: meanwhile, uh, Idaho is kind of on the the line. It's in between Washington and Montana. At the top there. And the crazy part is you have Yellowstone right next to it. You have Glacier not too far away. You have all these different like crazy, amazing, beautiful places just outside of Idaho. It's like a central spot. Yeah. Like getting to everything. And then a little
2: bit of the beauty from each of those areas kind of spills into Idaho. Yeah. So that's why you get so many different vast terrains because it's kind of touching all these beautiful places and those beautiful places kind of spill into it. So we're excited for the rest of the time that we have here in Idaho. We've got some big plans. We're heading to, you know, further south and that should be really fun. Um, But sorry, Paco is going crazy and it's hard to concentrate.
1: Don't worry about him. Just keep talking.
3: Keep <laughs> talking.
1: So here's the thing. where We are going to do a potato episode. We're going to do adventures in Idaho. Don't come to Idaho if... <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Um, Idaho also has a ton of hot springs. Yeah. There's over 160 different hot springs in Idaho. We've only been to one.
1: Yeah, which is kind of <laughs> crazy because <laughs> our original idea of coming here was to do like 50... Of those hot springs but it's kind of been you know skewed around a little bit because we've decided to do some other things for for not only for us but for the channel we thought that it would be a better you know more a better more well-rounded experience uh if we did some other stuff and then the hot springs were just kind of in the videos here and there
2: Yeah, and also, northern Idaho doesn't really have any of the hot springs. They're really, like, central and lower Idaho, so for the first half of the time that we've been here, there weren't really any hot springs to go explore, so we're really just getting into hot spring country, and so I think coming up, we're going to be visiting a lot more.
1: Um, Yeah, so I think that the, the hot spring thing will start happening here very shortly, um and we'll be able to enjoy a lot of the different hot springs that they have to offer here. We'll let you guys know all about that experience as well. But we have some Halloween ideas coming up. We have a lot of different things coming up on the YouTube channel. If you guys don't haven't seen the YouTube channel and don't know about it, make sure to go check it out. It is honestly a great time and there's a ton of people that love to watch and comment, so you might be one of them. And We'll also talk about a lot of the stuff that we don't talk about there here on this podcast, so you're in the right place as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like whichever platform you're on, you'll get, like, a little different take. Yeah, Because the videos that are edited gives you kind of, like, the more in-depth on each of the locations or, like, what we're doing in the day-to-day living in the van, whereas the podcast is more... Learning about other people, like our guests today, Destiny and Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to talk with them. I think that it's interesting that they're jumping into the van life lifestyle. They have been travelers, so they do love to travel, and they, they, they think this will be a more affordable way for them, and that they'll enjoy it a lot. I think so, too. But hey, you never know, right? It's the open road. It's your relationship. There's a lot of things that could happen, so... You know, you got to strap in, you got to be ready for everything, and you just got to be excited about it. You got to be excited about it together, and you got to be open to, you know, to deal with all the challenges together. And the
2: biggest challenge they have to overcome first. The build. Yes. So, we're going to get into all of this. I think the build is, you have all these ideas of van life, and you're so excited Mm. about it, and then you buy the van, and you're like, yeah, and then you realize that you have to build a house, and you're like, oh...
1: My goodness. And I will say that building is fun, but it's also not fun at the same time. Yeah. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to do. You wind up getting like at each other a little bit more because like your idea doesn't match up to theirs necessarily. You really got to sit down and make a really good plan so that way you know that you both are on the same page. Well, and that's
2: also why you see a lot of half-finished builds for sale yeah. because people get into it. And, you know, either their circumstances change or maybe they realize, oh, I don't have enough time for this or this is way more could, work than I thought it was. could be
1: financially related, too. Could
2: be. Maybe, you know, the relationship that went into it together isn't moving forward because the build just destroyed it. Yeah. You know, whatever the case is, a lot of people go into a van build with great intentions but don't make it to the finished product.
1: Yeah, and not it could be that way for the van and if the van doesn't make you feel that way, the travel might. So whether it's strengthening your relationship or tarnishing it, it could be one or the other.
2: Mm-hmm. But I think either way, you know, we were talking on our live stream tonight about, you know, everything is a lesson or a blessing. And so if you don't make it through your whole van belt, you're not a failure. You didn't do anything wrong. Be proud of yourself for going after this goal and for trying to make it happen. And sometimes you just realize, you know, maybe this isn't for me. And sometimes the only way to know that is by trying.
1: Yeah, sometimes the only way to get better at something, actually the only way to get better at something, is to try and fail and fail and fail. Because every time you learn something and you get just a little bit better every time, anybody who's ever won anything in their lives or been at the top of the game in their life, guess what? They failed, and they failed many of times. The difference between them and most is they get up every single time, they dust themselves off, and they're ready to go. They're ready to learn from their mistakes, and they pick up on the stuff that they did wrong, and they make it better. hmm Yeah. So
2: right now we are going to dive into this podcast. We're also going to dive into a... Loaded potato pizza that we Oof. bought earlier.
1: You might be. I'm not.
2: <laughs> you had too much It's good. I
1: just like, it's heavy.
2: Yeah. That's
1: a heavy duty stuff. Well,
2: grab your snacks, grab your drink, grab whatever's going to make you happy.
1: Popcorn, whatever.
2: And enjoy this episode of the FNA Podcast.
1: Guys, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, we're so excited to have you guys. It We've been watching your guys travel since you started following us. We started following you back and it's amazing to see... Your lives change and you changing up your lifestyle to to get into a van. Um, recently, you guys purchased a van, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's only been, I think you guys said it was like a month ago, right?
0: Four weeks. Yeah. yeah. One month.
3: Oh, yeah. It's fr- since Friday. Yeah. It's been a month and we've already, I felt like we've done so much, but it still looks like we have so much to do.
1: We'll get into <laughs> the nitty gritty of that. I feel like it's like it, this is a new experience for you guys. So I feel like there's mm-hmm. a lot of questions there. That you're dealing with right now in your own heads. That we, did at that time, it was cool to get a different perspective on it. Yeah. So,
2: what like inspired you to guys to even like jump into van life? Did you see some stuff online, or like were you looking into RV travel? I know you guys looked at a bunch of different types of rigs. Like, what mm. made you decide on the van?
3: So, like last year, we kind of saw a lot of people doing it. First, we saw like Karen Nate and then um, they're like big YouTubers and we saw them doing, I'm like, what is this? And I just went down the rabbit hole of like van life. And then we kind of just decided to start SUV camping. So that's something that we started doing. And so we just like, we had like a Hyundai Kona, Mm -hmm. little tiny trunk and we just put a mattress, an air mattress in there and just went everywhere (laughs) and that's how it started and then we just started getting more and more into it and like looking and we're like what is this van life and then we just went down like a rabbit hole of that
1: (laughs) yeah when you guys were in that suv was it was it like did you feel like you needed more room is that why you were like i can't continue to do this in the suv
0: that too but liz was actually looking into All the van stuff, watching YouTube things. And then one day she was like, would you be interested in doing van life? I was like, heck yeah. So That shocked me. So then once we even came to the agreement to even look into it, we're like, oh my God, it'd be nice to even have more leg space. The Kona, we'd have to like curl up. Not only that, we had a dog. At the time, we only had one dog. Now we have a Golden and a Shih Tzu, so there would be no space in the Kona. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we started looking into going back and forth with van life and RV. But the deal breaker for us with RV is we like to randomly stop near beaches. I don't think it'd be that easy with the trailer. So that's what kind of broke the tie with going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So if anybody is out there that who's still car camping, do you have any advice or
3: tips on how you made that experience comfortable for you guys? I use a lot of like bins. I feel like some people just throw stuff in, but I was very well organized and I used bins that fit in our front seat. So that's how we did that. Like we, we didn't really leave stuff out. So we would like one time, or I would think we were at grand Canyon. So we would put stuff in our bins and organize it. So we know this was food, this was cooking stuff and the, everything just very well organized. And then everything fit very strategically in our front seat. And then we slept in the back. But yeah, I would just say like, take everything that you can with you that you need, but don't like the first few times we overpacked and we're like, we didn't even use this stuff. But then sometimes we used every single thing.
1: Did you have like a lot, a lot of rainy days at all when you were car camping?
3: Oh yeah, no rain, snow, yeah.
1: <laughs> snow, okay. So how yeah. was it, what was that like? You know, cause I know that- in a lot of situations, people don't have, like, a heater in their car except for the one in, like, the actual car has to run in order to heat mm. the vehicle. How was that?
0: Very cold. <laughs> Lots of blankets. <laughs> so we, we for sure took plenty of blankets. We have this thick quilt that we took, so luckily mm. we had that. Um, But we weren't prepared for it to be, I think it was under 20 degrees when we got to the Grand Canyon. And in California, where we're from, it was definitely higher. It earth, was hot. Like, <laughs> high 70s low 80s at the bare minimum so when we got over there we're like oh my god we we didn't even we weren't we weren't prepared Mm -mm. so the first night was fairly cold um I think learning from that I would say check the weather where you're going before you go don't think the weathers were the same as where you live at to where you're traveling to because we learned the hard way (laughs) Like the sleeping with, because he said heater, like we just like bundled up,
3: like literally I think we slept with like two socks, almost (laughs) like sweaters, leggings, just like super. And then our dog helps too. (laughs) Body Mm -hmm. heat.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: So thinking about that in terms of the van, are you designing the van so that you can go to all these different weathers? Because I think for us, one of the good things about being insulated and having the heater and, you know, having the window covers and all that. We don't really have to check the forecast unless we're like, oh, is it gonna be pouring rain for the next five days? Maybe we'll (laughs) go somewhere else where it's like more enjoyable. But yeah, is that something that you're looking forward
3: to or thinking about? Oh, for sure. We snowboard, so we definitely want to be in the snow. I don't know, we'll be awesome like you and go to all these mountains. I don't
1: know if we could do all that, (laughs) but come on, 71. You got this. You gotta (laughs) pass 71. And then you know you'll be my record. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little beginner i mean we're still beginners but we love to do it um but it'll be fun yeah i don't know i don't know we haven't talked about a heater i don't think i've told you anything about a heater mm-hmm. so but we do have havelock wool so we're insulating with that and then we have the Kilmat down so i know that that helps but i don't know if we should do a heater as well but that's like still so much we or feel like we're planning for the build
1: i will recommend if you are going to be doing some snowboarding you're gonna have days that might possibly get below you know below freezing so like or even like below zero in certain cases um and if you have water in your vehicle it will freeze so make sure that uh you do plan for a heater if you're gonna if you're gonna put that situation on yourself you know you don't you don't want frozen stuff it's not fun our
2: first van the first time that we went out we had a couple of freezes inside the van and the water tank and where the water tank was located was near the back doors and the back doors get drafty when you drive so Mm -hmm. then the water tank and the pipes would all freeze and then when the pipes freeze they expand so then they like burst so then when it defrosts then you have water everywhere and we had to replace (laughs) our faucet twice and it was just it was a big mess so it's definitely important to keep your space nice and above freezing
1: yeah
3: the whole time (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. I Yeah, uh, I don't know.
1: And (laughs) there's definitely uh, heaters out there that are inexpensive, like the Chinese diesel heater. You could actually use it for gasoline as well, and you could hook it up directly to your your tank. So it's just something to think about. I would do a little bit of research if I was you guys. We've even put out a video about the Wabasco heater, so that might be something that you're interested in. Um, It's a little bit more expensive. I mean, it's worth having the heat in your rig.
0: It
2: sounds like you kind of found van life and like got into it by going down this like online rabbit hole what Mm -hmm. have been kind of I don't know like expectations versus reality so far in terms of what you've seen online versus like the process of buying the van and you know now that you're building you know how has that transition been
0: it's not always fun (laughs) (laughs) it's been stressful the the finding a vehicle was Very stressful. It took us six months. I can't even tell you how many dealerships we went to. Liz was even mentioning, she was like, no one explains going shopping for a van, especially now. I feel like it's nearly impossible. When we went to go look at a van that we were interested in, the one that we initially were interested in got purchased while we were there. Yeah. While we were asking for the keys (laughs) and they... Had just taken the keys. Yeah. (laughs) So... It's, it, it was tough, but I mean, I think everything laid out just perfectly because yeah. we got an even upgraded van with our windows and stuff. So that was nice. Um, the build has been fun, but it's definitely hasn't gone as scheduled like we would think it did yeah. <laughs> or would. I also just think that like we we record for YouTube as
3: well. So we didn't think... Like I didn't, it it looks a lot easier and just like, oh, we're doing this and that. And it's like, no, hold on. And then I'm sometimes we're like, wait, can you pause and like redo that so I could shoot it it, (laughs) because I need to take the camera off. So it's hard to like try to record it and also just to try to do something that we've never done before. Like we've never done this. And like, well, and then sometimes we'll find ourselves sitting in the van watching YouTube to figure out how to do something. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not like. Wake up early like we did, like we woke up at 6 a.m., but now we're not starting till 10.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we we totally get that. <laughs> the the whole idea of of filming it, you know, to document how you put it together is a wonderful thing to do. But like realistically, most people get burnt out doing that, including yeah. ourselves. We we were at a point where we stopped filming towards the end and just started doing like eight hour lives because realistically if we want to get done by the time that we wanted to be finished, we didn't have a choice but to put down the camera. Or maybe even yeah. just filming things and then you know setting yourself up to you know edit down the road. It doesn't have to be real time with what's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. that I'm learning right now.
3: Because yeah. I'm <laughs> I feel like we're so not far, but we have already like our flooring down. And I'm barely posting on Instagram about Kilmat and I'm barely posting on YouTube about like, I think, cleaning the van, like when we first bought it. So I'm like, oh, this is so behind, but I feel like all off, but it'll all play out, I think. Yeah.
1: So just for the the audience out there, what type of van did you buy? Like what year, what make, what model is it?
0: We got the Ram Pro master 2500. Um, it's the 2019. Our wheelbase is 159. High roof. Right. the high roof. Yeah, we got yeah. the high
3: roof. But this one had windows cut out already, four of them, already done from the two back and the two sides, and they had all-terrain tires on them already. Cool. So we got really excited about that because yeah. <laughs> we were yeah, like, wow, true. we don't have to cut any windows.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are great upgrades to have, um, especially the fact that they're done by the factory. You don't have to worry about anything, any issues if there are issues. Um, mm-hmm. Probably still has a warranty. How many miles does it have on it? 53,000. Okay, so you might want to get, like, the extended warranty if you can, just so, you you know, everything's fully covered for a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Why did you guys decide on a Promaster? Did you look at other, like, rigs, like the Mercedes or the Transit, and what made you decide to go with the Promaster ultimately?
3: Yeah, we did look at all of them. Um, We kind of figured we thought we wanted a Mercedes right off the bat, and then we started looking at them, And then we also started seeing a lot of people's reviews on them about the breakdowns and just how expensive they are. So that's something that wasn't really in our budget anymore. And then we started looking at four transits and that was in our budget. But then we just started like physically seeing them, which I think is the best thing that someone who's shopping should
1: do. Are you loving our podcast? Well, we have a way for you to get one more a month.
2: By joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one-hour podcast ad-free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live on the
1: road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise.
2: Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes
3: content from our YouTube channel, too. Now back to the podcast. Even if they're not ready to buy, just look at them so you can get an idea because when we were seeing the Fords, they're like more narrow and then the ramps were wider. And that's what we liked because, I mean, we're going to be a full family in there with us two and our pets. So we're like, we just want wider space instead of just longer. It made more sense for us.
1: Like real quick, how did you guys meet too? Because we don't know any backstory. Like <laughs> you guys, Where are you guys from? Like, who are you guys? You know? <laughs>
3: I'm Destiny and I'm Elizabeth. We met in 2015, working as servers at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we were from California. So that's where we that's where we met, and then we started off as friends, and then we dated for not Not very long. Yeah, we (laughs) dated for like about three years. I proposed, Um, and then we just got married last December in Tulum. Yeah, Yeah. we eloped. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
1: That's amazing. Um, So you used to be servers. What do you guys do for a living now? Like, uh, is it something that you could do while you're on the road as well?
0: Or are you working too while you're building? So like, yeah. Yeah. So we're both full time. Um, We work in the veterinary medical field. I'm a veterinary technician. I work at an emergency and Liz does more like data entry. She's our referral coordinator. Liz hopes to find something more remote once we hit the road so we're kind of in the works looking for something to do on the road and so am I but if worse comes to worse I could do pretty much the same thing what travel nurses do the company that I work for there's plenty throughout the US so I could pick up shifts at any of the locations depending on where we're at, Um, and I could do that wherever we we decide to visit and stay. That's really cool. Do you have to like commit
2: a certain amount of time to those areas? Like you have to stay for a month or something like that?
0: Nope, not at all. So like today I worked this morning and <laughs> I just emailed one of the managers that um, runs the hospital near our home and asked if they needed help and they needed a shift covered this morning. So I was willing to go in this morning. So, that's open at any of the hospitals. I would just need to call and figure out who the manager is that runs the hospital and see if they have any shifts that need to be covered at the hospital. A lot of the emergencies are short staffed right now. So, it's a little bit easier for me to pick up shifts, uh, but I could do that. Yeah.
1: Does the pay change like as per the office that you're at? No.
0: Not when we're relief. Yeah, it's pretty
3: awesome because yeah. we have a good pay right now. So, that's where. She already is switching over as far as October to full-time relief. So that's something that we're going to get a taste of. And then for myself, I'm going to try and ask my job to let me do remote because my job can't be remote. If they say no, then I'm just going to be looking on different sites so that I can
1: find some type of remote work. So it sounds like you guys got the jobs all set up and ready to go. That's great to have <laughs> an income while you're on the road. Uh, what are your plans for your build? What do you think the biggest challenges are going to be? And like, what's your biggest fears about, about the build coming up? Electrical. Electrical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't think they're on the same page. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's literally our next step. So right now we did the kill mat. We fully insulated it with the Havelock wool and we put, a put our flooring, our our floor frame down. Our um, actual like flooring, we put the vinyl. So we put all that down, and then next, our next step, I guess, is electrical before we put the walls and everything up. But that's what we're trying to decide between. We heard about a company called Am Solar, and then um, Ren Renogy, mm-hmm. Reno, energy Reno,
1: yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: we're trying to
3: decide between the two, and then trying to decide what the heck
0: we need. <laughs> We're going back and forth if we're going to do it ourselves or if we're going to try to hire someone because we're scared. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely something to think about, you know. Yeah. Um, I think anybody could do it as long as they're making the correct decisions on, like, wiring size and stuff like that. There is yeah. there is a, um, like, knowing how much amperage is going to be going through to, like, whatever specific products you're going to use. Also, one suggestion I will make is maybe something you want to think about is putting up your walls and then doing the electrical after. Um, just oh. so you always have the ability to get to those, you know, to those lines and wires. Cause sometimes it is very hard to pull wire if it is stuck behind your wall and you can't actually pull it.
2: Yeah. So you can put up the walls first and then do what's called a wire run.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: that would be like say in one of your cabinets, you would have like an electrical station, basically where all the wires kind of like come to, and then you would have basically, I don't want to say like a tube, but like along the seam of the of the roof of the van, like where the wall meets the ceiling, you can have all your wires running along there and then into the back and then down to your batteries and then just cover that all either with like a wooden panel
1: or... something that's like removable, that way you could easily get to it. Or you could use like a plastic tubing that you could just run the wire in and have it like in an area that's kind of hidden mm-hmm. by your cabinetry um <laughs> the, reason, the reason why i say this is because even ourselves we did it behind the walls We luckily we have no issues or anything but when when that does possibly come up it will be something that is going to be a much harder task than just being able to go to that wire run popping off the cover you know finding that wire and pulling it you know um Well, and
2: we recently were at a van builder, like a professional van builder in Alaska. We were just like touring his shop and all of his van builds. He does the wire run Mm -hmm. because like Frank saying, it's hard to get behind the wall to pull a wire if, you know, something goes wrong. So you could still like have the wire come from the wire run down to the outlet wherever you want it. But rather than like having to go through the whole back of the wall, it's like from the outlet up to the ceiling and then across the wire run. So it's just something to think about.
3: That's really, that's really awesome though, because that was something that we were like, okay, well it has not necessarily hold us back, but we also didn't know electrical. is going to be so pricey. So we, re- we really want the solar panels and then obviously the batteries, the lithium, and we've been looking into so much of it, but we didn't know how much it would be. And I mean, we we're ready for it, but we just, we didn't know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, you know, forking out three grand, it's kind of like, oh, great. But this better be right.
1: <laughs> right. One thing I will say, if you go to our Amazon link and uh, it's um, amazon.com slash shop slash FNA. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> FNA van life. If you go to our shop, you'll, you you could actually find a lot of electrical stuff that might help you out a lot. Um, also, there are lithium ion batteries on amazon that as long as they're lifepo 4 which is the same thing as say renergy battleborn any company that makes the the batteries uh they're like 300 to 500 dollars a battery for 100 amp hour batteries on amazon which is half the price of what you'd be yeah. buying with battleborn or one of these other companies
2: it just doesn't have the brand name but it works the same
1: yeah Oh, you're Beautiful. okay with that. <laughs> yeah, and and, re- and realistically, even if a battery did go bad on you, that you've only spent $500 on it rather than $1,200, you know. Yeah. You can yeah. even get like two 200-amp-hour batteries for the price of basically, you know, one of theirs. One, so, yeah. You know, just something to think about. You know, I, as much as we would love to say, go with the brand, you know, at the same time, if you could find the same thing for cheaper, why not?
3: Yeah. yes we yeah. love anything budget friendly <laughs> yeah.
1: likewise as,
3: yeah as long as it as long as it runs it looks nice it keeps us safe then we're all about it
1: mm-hmm. yeah. for anybody else in the that's listening to this podcast if you also are looking for batteries like that the link is in the description below Just <laughs> yeah. have you out there.
2: <laughs> so given the obviously you know it's a big budget project to get the van up and running like once you're on the road your expenses are usually a lot lower but actually building the van is expensive um, mm-hmm. and then all of these I don't want to say challenges but like you know things with like the build being a little bit harder than you thought it was going to be did you have an original time frame in mind of how long it was going to take you to like get on the road mm-hmm. and has that changed since you started actually working on the van
0: it can't change not, yeah not
3: quite we did have one we still do have one um so we're in an apartment right now and we our lease is up in February so this dreamer here really wants to be out by December and wants to go start snowboarding places and I'm like let's be a little bit more realistic <laughs> and I mean it would be nice but, I mean, it would be awesome if we probably both didn't work our full-time jobs. But we do. And we work 10-hour shifts. So we're already gone. And then we commute 40, 40 hours. <laughs> wow. 40, 40 miles. <laughs> so we're gone for 12 hours of the day. So there's no way that we're going to be done by December, realistically. So our time frame is still February. But with mm-hmm. there's no there's no ends or out. Like, whatever is happening, we're not going to renew our lease. We're just going to...
0: Pack our van and, yeah.
1: I will say that some of the best snow is in February and March. So Perfect. You, have, you have a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Good. It's nice.
0: Yeah, but our, oh, our, time, about- our time limit is February since our lease is up. So we have till the end of February.
1: Nice. Um, how do you guys feel about the dogs, two dogs in the van, especially if you're going to be working, you know, 12-hour shifts? Um, what, is there any precautions that you're going to be taking thinking about the dogs?
3: Oh, we're not going to continue working 12-hour shifts. Or we work 10-hour shifts. But we're not – do you mean now or when we're in the van?
1: No, when you are in the van.
3: I, I think we're going to be with them all the time. Because we used to be able – since we work in an animal field, we used to be able to take them with us. But they just recently changed, so we can't take them with us anymore. Um, but as far as the van, I I feel like we'll probably have them with us 24-7.
0: <laughs> Some hospitals, depending on – per hospital, mm-hmm. majority of them let us take our pets. Like for the last five years, like we've taken our shih tzu to work every day. Um, but now things are changing with the hospitals being so busy. So some hospitals may not let us take them into the hospital. Um, so hopefully we won't have to be working as long as shift. As long. Oh, my God. As long as a shift. Thank shift. you.
3: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We hope to not work that. And if I'm working remote, hopefully I can be home in our van with yeah. them.
2: Right. Well, you can always like swap. Also, like if one of you is working one day, you can plan to you know not the other one not be working and vice versa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like for us, it's definitely like we're with Paco twenty four seven basically. Like unless we're going into, you know, a store or the grocery store or something like that where they you know aren't really supposed to go, then we'll leave them in the van. But it's usually for a pretty short amount of time. Um, but we do definitely get comments and people worried on the internet about, you know, our dog, you know, I mean, you hear about cars and stuff like dogs overheating in cars, but in a temperature controlled space with a fan, yeah. you know, with insulation, even if you leave them for a number of hours, as long as it's not like a blistering hot day, they're probably they going be
3: fine. On. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, we work with animals, so she knows a lot about heat stroke and all of that and what temperatures and how to prevent it and what to do if it happens. So Mm -hmm. I don't think, I mean, I hope, um, that our place is very well insulated since we're going to be doing it, but I also read a lot about temperature control. So we hope that, you know, that helps with like, um, I think it's simply safe that has that or something that has temperature control that you can see on your phone. So I want to get that in case we ever have to leave them in the car. Mm
1: Um, One thing I always try to tell people out there is that if we could be in the van, the dog could be in the van. You know what I mean? Like, if if they're comfortable, they're comfortable. Is kind of a good rule of thumb, I feel like.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: obviously, if there's like, you know, they could be a little bit more susceptible to higher heat temperatures than we are. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it would have to be a really freaking hot day. Yeah.
0: That's true.
3: We also have a cat coming with us. (laughs) We forgot to to mention two dogs and a cat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: That's a lot of animals.
0: I know. (laughs) I don't know if he will adjust well. He's not going to be very happy. No. (laughs) No. Does he like car rides now at all? No. No.
1: Oh, man. We're
0: we're in the transition of the whole harness training. He's like, okay to wear the harness now. So now we want to at least take him in there when we're building it. Mm -hmm. just so he can get comfortable but I don't think he's gonna appreciate the van in the beginning (laughs) no he's he's temperamental yeah
2: well maybe once it's like built and it looks more like a home and there's you know cushy pillows to sit on and things like that but so given that you're gonna have two dogs and a cat (laughs) what is your layout gonna look like where's (laughs) the litter box
0: going do you have any like considerations for the pets in terms of like seating or like what are you guys planning So for Oliver, who is our cat, we plan to use the storage on top of the driver and passenger seat. We plan to, we have like a storage on the top. Is is there Like The headliner? headliner. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: We plan to turn it into like his little catio. Like a little studio for him. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much like a little studio. He likes like closed little spots. So Liz kind of drew out a layout for him. And we hope to gradually take him away from the litter box. Um, in the van but we'll have one up there on top of a bed and his food bowls
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: we'll see how that goes it sounds like butterflies and perfect but we'll see how Oliver
3: we'll likes see, it yeah <laughs> we'll throw some cat nib and then hopefully like some stairs coming down so he can like access everything else but he most likely will stay up there because that's just how he is
1: that's what I was gonna ask you are gonna have like a carpet cat ladder going up yeah, yeah
3: I was hoping but I I don't know that he will come out but as long as he sees us and we give him attention, he'll be fine. And he's fed, then he's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And
3: then for our dogs, um, so our layout we want to do the U shape bench dinette, and we want the kitchen over um, out looking by the sliding door, um, so it kind of opens up, and then we want to put in a shower, um. Right by our bed. I know people usually put a countertop, but we are hoping to put like um, the ones that are still s- that stay there. And then a little bench, something kind of in case the dogs don't want to sleep with us. They can kind of sleep there. And then if guests ever want to come, because so many people will say they want to come with us, but we'll see. But that can be an extra like storage unit for like a bench and then also for the dogs to sleep on or just lounge on or any of that. That's mm-hmm. the basic. A lot of i don't know if you've seen sunny and luna living Mm -hmm. we bought their layout because i drew it out and then we found it online i was like wow that's exactly what i drew so we bought it just to get the dimensions and then we're just going to tweak it a little bit Mm -hmm. nice
2: cool i think that's a really smart thing to do like find the layout that is most like what you would want and then Mm -hmm. adjust it to be exactly what you want
1: Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and I yes. think in van builds too, everything is so custom. Like even if it's exactly the same van, when you're building it, it's going to be a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Like, so <laughs> you got to like take the layout and then like actually measure it and, you know, make sure it's exactly the same. Cause you never know, you know, it could just be a quarter of an inch off and then the whole thing is. Yeah.
3: You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I think they have the extended too. And unfortunately we don't. So I think that's, I think, right. They have the, they have the exact same one. They have uh, the same exact van as
0: us, but.
1: We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it all turns out. Yeah, that's what we Um, hope for. The one thing that like concerns me a little bit is storage space for you guys, right? Because you do have the two dogs and the cat. (laughs) With having the dinette set up, it definitely Mm -hmm. takes away a lot from the storage. Like if you had like the the set bed, you know. So I'm just wondering, storage wise, you know, water storage, like how is that all going to work out for you guys? Um, Are you going to have a lot of upper cabinets for storage? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we plan to have the top on both sides of the van. We plan to have storage on both sides. The only portion that won't have storage is where the shower is since it'll go all the way up. But even on the left and right side of the shower, we want to have counter space up there. Or cupboards, Cabinet, I'm sorry, yeah. cabinets. Mm-hmm. Um And then we will the- definitely have to downsize
3: yeah. a significant amount. <laughs> And then the bench that I was telling you about. So we have the three-seater. Like, there's three seats. So what we wanted to do was add a pocket door. But we might do a swivel. We're not too sure. We're still indecisive on that part. But um, we want kind of like a bench that's right underneath it that I was saying. So underneath, we hope to have, like, dog food, cat food. And we can't – normally, we have about two bags extra just because that's just how we roll with them. And now I just think we'll have to be a little – a little smaller.
1: <laughs> I mean the one good thing is like when you're on the road you're pretty much hitting the store every 2 weeks or so to like you know refit and get your your food your storage back up and stuff so you could get back out there. Um yeah. so I don't think worrying about that would be the biggest concern, you know. At yeah. least we always go from place to place the the hardest thing is being able to get the same food always. Yeah, and
2: if you have like a designer food that you like, and you're in the middle of nowhere, and it's just like we have this basic brand, and that's it, and you're like, "All right, well, I guess that's what we're eating."
0: Yeah,
3: (laughs) I think for us because we're vegetarian or vegan. I'm vegan. She's vegetarian. But I think for us, as far as our food, we'll be we'll just have to figure out like, well, I guess that's what we're going to eat. But with our company, we get um, veterinary food. What is it called? Hill Science Diet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's veterinary food, so we can get it shipped, I think, wherever, right?
0: We can get it from any VCA. They sell it at the hospital. So luckily, if there's a VCA in town, then we can grab it from there.
1: Yeah. Nice. That's our company. That that makes it a lot easier, yeah. Yeah. i was more concerned about the dogs. It's pretty easy to get food for yourself, especially, you know, vegan or vegetarian. It's it's pretty easy for the most part to get food. Yeah.
2: So speaking of traveling, where do you guys – want to go where are you excited to visit like do you have any big goals for when you hit the road like what do you want to see
0: so our ultimate goal is to hit all 50 states in 12 months um we don't really have a timeline but i mean we want to do it in 12 months but if it takes us longer we're kind of going to wing it we plan to start in california and go up north we want to go see like big sur yosemite sequoia and just Go all the way up north, pretty Washington, much hitting the coast and then hit Oregon. Oregon, Washington, Idaho. And we don't know anything after that. <laughs> and then you
3: guys inspired us to go to Alaska. So I was like, how about for my birthday in April, we just shoot up there, go to Alaska, and then come back down and then see the rest. Yeah. So that's what uh, I- you're going to put some serious miles on the van. <laughs> oh, yeah. And-
2: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Alaska, the- I think in April is still a bit snowy. So be prepared oh. for that. Um <laughs> uh, I mean it is actually kind of the perfect time if you do want to snowboard in Alaska. It's kind of the perfect time to go because there's enough light throughout the day for mm-hmm. you to really like enjoy snowboarding and also all the mountains still have a ton of snow on them at that point. Nice.
3: I really want to see the northern lights. That's something on both of our bucket lists.
1: There's a window for that as well.
3: I know. That's why I'm like, when can I go?
1: Yeah, I think it's September to March.
2: I'm not sure. 100%. I think it was February to August. Oh, wow. That's no, totally different. No, I think it's September to March. Because when ah. we were leaving, it was just starting. Yep. So we left at the end of August.
1: Yeah, August. And sorry.
2: like they were like, oh, you could maybe catch them, but it really starts next month.
3: Yeah.
1: Got it. Okay. We're not yeah. seeing it. Well, because then you have the darkness. <laughs> you, have the, you have the ability to see it more throughout the day or, sure. or night, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: eventually we'll go to Alaska. We don't know
0: when. (laughs) I know. Question, how is it driving in the snow?
1: Um, In our last van, we had literally no issues with it. Um, And going to 71 different mountains in a single season for the whole three months, we were basically driving either through snow or in cold conditions. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say two to three times we had to put on the actual chains. Uh, One time Mm -hmm. we slid a little bit, but it was in a parking lot and we didn't have the chains on. So, um, from everybody that I talked to about with these pro masters, because you have a pro master, we have a pro master now. um, They're front wheel drive. Supposedly, they're supposed to be a little bit better in the snow than a rear wheel drive vehicle. I don't really know how much that's true, in the sense of like the experience we had last time. But definitely, make sure you have the right type of tires, and uh, make sure that you have some type of you know either chains or shoes that you can put on top of your. Your tires. That way, it makes it a lot easier for you.
3: Okay, we have the all terrain. I don't know if that helps for snow.
1: Well, so all terrain is supposed to be for like all seasons and all terrains. But yeah, um, depending on how like deep your tread is and how worn out those tires are, you know, um, a tire normally lasts around sixty thousand miles. You know, normally. Yeah, so being the fact that the van is around fifty something thousand miles, I don't know when they put those tires on. Mm-hmm. So it's something to like. Uh, either. Look at the tread, <laughs> yeah, look at the tread, make sure that's all good, and then you could go from there. Let's take a quick break to listen to our sponsor. It's us, F&A Van Life.
2: If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our Van Life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about van life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road living van life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Well, and then too, just having the socks or the chains or something like that, like even if the tread's not amazing, obviously you would want it to be good enough. But then when you get in the really sketchy situations, you have the extra, I think the socks are probably what we're going to go with because they are much more compact because like the chains are these big bulky things that you have to like, I don't know, store somewhere. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the winter tire socks are still road approved but they fold up to, like, nothing.
1: So the difference between canes and socks, what we're talking about, is, like, socks are what they use in Europe, mostly, for, uh, for travel and snow. And when, whenever we watch any type of videos on them, they seem to actually perform better than chains. Uh, the only thing is that if you have the socks on, there has to be snow on the ground, or else you're going to rip them up. So, <laughs> but they supposedly create a better grip and also stopping ability than chains would.
3: Okay, that's good to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. I mean, that that's kind of what we're here to do is help. And every time that we have conversations with people, they help us as well. So you guys are helping us, you know? Thanks. <laughs> of course. Yeah.
2: So your handle is choose the path you take. What kind of inspired that? Stupid.
3: So <laughs> um I kind of we were just, we just had our name as like Destiny and Elizabeth. And then we were SUV camping and then we decided like we wanted this van life. And we were trying to just find something that would fit that we wouldn't change. And I felt like we always get told like, oh, you can't do that. Or like someone once told us like van life is just a dream. And I'm like, well, no, we get to choose what we want to do with our lives. And That's kind of just kind of it like led into something into my brain, like because a lot of people are like, well, we can't really do that. So it kind of just stuck with me. And I kind of want to we want to inspire people stating that, you know, you get to choose the path you take. We're choosing our path and we kind of want to show them like we did it. We had, you know, we didn't have a van and we did it with an SUV just to travel. I I mean, we went to Joshua Tree, um, Grand Canyon, Sequoia. Like we did all of these things, car camping and. It was something that we got to do, and instead of you know, we used we had our party days, but we used to, you know, instead of partying and doing other crazy things or spending our money elsewhere, we decided for our weekends and while we were off to go explore, and that's what we wanted to do. So, I just kind of came up with like that's what you get to choose. You get to choose what to do with your time. You get to choose what to do with your money and with your life. So we just want to inspire people to do the same thing.
1: That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will say for the people out there that uh, think van life is a dream, van life is only a dream if you only dream about it and you don't try to put your energy towards actually creating that goal for yourself. You know, everybody that's out here doing it, you know, to to the people out there, we're living a dream, right? There's a yeah. lot of hard work and there's a lot of in between stuff that goes into it that we all, a lot of us, try to show. The difference is the algorithm normally only shows you the nice stuff. Cause that's what you're looking for, you know, yeah. So, gearing your, all your information, getting all your information, you have to make sure that you search things. So you get all the information about everything. So it, it takes you, you know, it's, it's you who creates that dream, technically yeah. speaking, rather mm-hmm. than if you actually search stuff, you know, rather than just allowing the algorithm to, to give you what you're looking for. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes I, sense.
3: Yeah, it makes yeah. total sense.
1: Especially <laughs> I just to, just unspe- to let people know that like there's a lot of hard work that's involved in anything that you do. So yeah. like if this is a dream of yours, you could do it. You just have right. to put yourself in the position to make it happen. So yeah. setting goals, you know, getting rid of things that you never thought you would get rid of. Even yeah. your, <laughs> even your friends and family might not agree with it, and sometimes yeah. you got to even push them to the side and say, "Hey, listen." This is what I want to do. I want to live my truth. I want to live my reality. So I'm going for it, you know?
3: Yeah, that's exactly what, like all of that makes sense to us at least. (laughs) Like we're doing all of it, getting rid of things that we never thought we would. As like our little apartment that we love and all these materialistic things, but we're already to the point where we're like, let's let it go. Like sell it, let's get rid of it. And I mean, it's going to be sad and we're miss our family. We have huge families. I'm a family of, Seven or eight siblings, she has six, like we're big families, and we're close to them, so it's going to be hard, but it's something that we want to do, and to travel is something we really want to do, so we're taking the leap.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, with that being said about your families and you have big families and you're close to them how do your how do your family feel about it? How do your friends feel about it?
0: They were originally trying to hold us back, saying, "No, don't do it, it's not safe. They kept like saying. Pretty much what Liz had said, like, it's just a dream. How are you girls going to have protection? Things like that. now that we finally purchased our van, everyone's stoked. Yeah, They're like, we can't wait. We're so happy for you girls. Like, you know, just last year you were talking about it. Now you're making it happen. Uh, Now they're very, very supportive and they can't wait to see where we're going. And some have even said they'll come visit us. So from last year of them not being supportive, this year, us actually moving forward, I feel like they're our number one team rooting us on and they're super excited to hear about all the updates of what we're doing and things. So it's nice to have them on the same page rather yeah. than not really be excited for us because it was putting a damper like, well, either you you get okay with it or yeah, you don't. Or you don't. <laughs> we're
2: still
3: doing it, yeah. you know? And it wasn't everyone, because I can't speak. It wasn't for our whole family. Um, Like, my mom at first didn't understand what it was. And she's like, what do you mean you're going to live in a van? (laughs) And I was like, well, let me show you. So I showed her a few, like, just different, like, YouTube pictures. And then she was like, oh, okay. And my mom's first concern, well, where are we going to party at? (laughs) I'm like, well, I'll be partying on my rooftop deck, probably in the woods with some other friends. (laughs) But yeah. So, I mean, it was just adjustment, but yeah, they're very excited. They didn't really understand. And everyone's main concern is work. Like, how will you work? And I'm like, honestly, I don't even know yet. I'm just, we're going to figure it out. And that's the only Mm -hmm. way we can do Mm -hmm. it is like, we have to figure it out.
2: I think people project their fears onto you. So like they're worried about where they would sleep or where they would party or, you know, where they would go to the bathroom (laughs) or something like that. Do you think that, you know, obviously you had to, educate about what this lifestyle is Mm because I feel like even for us like Frank will often say to like complete strangers like oh we live in our van and I'm like yeah we do but like that that's not exactly right (laughs) you know like we do live in a van but it's you know more like an RV than it is like a van you know like I feel like when you say oh I'm gonna live in a van people think about like a minivan or like you know like the ride that your mom would take the
3: kids to soccer practice in
1: yeah or just throwing
3: a mattress in
1: i was was actually gonna ask you to like you know give me more of an example but when you said the rv part about it i was like oh okay (laughs) i get it it. because
2: i could see it in the people's face they're like you live in a van (laughs) like
1: you know when your dog looks at you with like the sideways head Yeah.
2: yeah the real confusion they're just like wait a minute Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, obviously educating your family about like, this is what it means to live in a van and this is what it looks like. And, you know, things like that. Do you think that it was just, you know, educating them more about it? Or do you think it was the fact that you're actually like pulling the trigger, you're making it happen? Like, what do you think really helped them change their point of view? Because I'm sure a lot of people are in a situation where their families aren't on board or don't Mm -hmm. really get what they're doing you know how like how can we help those people help themselves
3: yeah I, sorry Go ahead. oh i do think education mm-hmm. is really key because people don't understand like they really like you said like what What do you mean a van like i think some people's idea of what living in a van is is throwing i don't know maybe an ice chest and a bean bag or i mean, a bean bag like a- um <laughs> sleeping bag, an air mattress, which is fine, too, if some people want to do that. But I feel that they don't understand fully. And then once they see, they're like, oh, wow, everyone's like first response, is like, oh, it's like a little apartment. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. It's a little RV. It's a little thing. So once the education is and we learned it from, um, I think, what was her name? Sydney. Sydney Divine on the Road. She said, I listened to one of her podcasts, she put a folder together and presented it to her mom to explain everything for all the questions she already prepped for it so someone is that strategic and wants to to tell their parents that I was just like mom we're gonna live in a van (laughs) and then I showed her pictures but like that's good too like having the answers to all the questions they already are gonna have that I think will be helpful did your family have any uh
2: other problems destiny like what was your side of the equation like
0: I think it was protection. Where are you going to go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to make money? They're like, what are you going to do if you guys are in the middle of nowhere? You have no money. I was like, I promise you, we will have it lined up by the time we hit the road, which we're finally starting to transition in like, just like me, this month's my last month being officially full time. And I'm going to wing it and try relief and see how it goes. At least we'll still have our apartment, but I'll be a little bit more comfortable. Um, once again, I educated them, let them know, listen, it's pretty much like today I was talking to a friend, um, one of our mutual really good friends. She was like, well, are you guys going to have a toilet? And I was like, yeah, we're going to have a shower. We're going to have a toilet. We're going to have a stove. She's like, oh, it's just like a class B, but smaller. I was like, yeah, it's literally like a micro RV, (laughs) the same thing. She's like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, what's the difference of micro RV compared to a van? But now that she got the vision of a of an rv she's like oh you girls will be fine so i think it's the just saying hey we're gonna live in a van people think you're gonna live in a van like well you're just gonna have a blanket like no no no. let us show you let's explain (laughs) like i think it's all lack of education for people um of them to jump to the extreme of being worried um now my family's super excited for us
2: cool I think that's awesome and like you said I think it's just people don't know what it means to live in a van like as people who are in van life I think it's easy to look around and be like oh everybody knows what van life is because yeah my whole Instagram feed and probably your whole Instagram feed <laughs> is full of people who live in vans and other yeah. people I'm like it's doing. normal yeah <laughs> exactly all, what,
3: so, what's apartment life
2: <laughs> yeah uh, like it's like abnormal to like have a house but you know yeah. like obviously you know what that means but for a lot of people you know maybe three four years ago I didn't even know that it was possible to live in a van and travel yeah. like we're doing you know so you get that introduction from somebody that you're already following online and then you go down this rabbit hole but not everybody's gone down the rabbit hole before mm-hmm. yeah so they don't
3: know what the heck you're talking about yeah so mm-hmm. It's really cool, too, because, like, some people, we they're, like, either left or right, and they're, like, we have no idea, or there's some people, like, we were at Home Depot, of course, you know, our second home, and <laughs> we were there, and we were, like, getting some wood cut, and then we told this guy, he's, like, what are you guys, what are you girls making, and then we were, like, oh, we're actually converting our van, he was, like, oh, my God, that's so cool, and he knew everything, he's, like, I just watch it for fun. And then he was like, you guys should get a YouTube. I'm like, well, we already have one for like our weekend travels, So now we're just going to do it for our van. And he was like, oh, what's your name? I want to follow you. So like some people are like really in it and they know all about it. And then they just like it for like just to watch or they want to dream about it. But then some people just have no idea. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting to see the spectrum. Did you guys have any like construction experience? No,
2: <laughs> none at all. I'm a YouTube graduate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> totally, YouTube oh. University
2: is yeah. very necessary.
3: No, like and ab- absolutely zero. Like we worked in restaurant, and then we worked Fitness. in like office and like insurance, like medical insurance for like humans, and now we work for animal veterinarians. So nothing, absolutely nothing. Like I built a dresser,
2: <laughs> like an IKEA one with an. Yeah. Arm. <laughs>
3: With the bad instructions, I think I got this.
2: <laughs> right. The whole thing's just like super janky. You're
3: like, Yeah. It's fine. But it's built. yeah. I can put my clothes in it. It opens. It's fine. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
2: So what like were you fearful at all about tackling it, or you were just kind of like, we're gonna figure it out? Both. Which
3: part? <laughs> I feel like we were we were excited about looking. Then we shopped. And then like the day we knew we took our money with us. She was like, we're buying a van because she had like a list of some things like three or four vans to look at. And I was so anxious, so nervous, so shaky. And I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I was like so nervous, but I knew I wanted it, but I just didn't want to. And it was like scary at first. And then as far as like building, we were just like, let's get in it. Like she, I think we bought the van. She like ordered the Kilmat, ordered the have like literally right away. And like, that's why we got so like right to it, like right away. And now it's just, again, like we said, the electrical.
0: I think I was more nervous of purchasing the van and actually making the first step than building it. And I think now I'm just excited to finish, like just to see the small progression of what we've done already. I'm like, we've done this much. I can't wait to see what we do next and the finish. I think shopping was more scary than building.
2: Yeah. Do you think it's because, like, is this the biggest purchase
3: that you've made? Yeah, especially together as a married couple. And we sold our cars. Yeah, so. we have no cars. So we sold my car. We sold, well, we had this shared a car since we have the same exact schedule. But we sold our 2020 for 2019. So it, it was kind of like, ah, uh, but, you know, it's better for the long haul. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's no point in carrying two car payments every month or, you know, whatever it is. If you know that you're going to be moving into the van, especially, you know, by February, that's not that many months from now. So you might as well (laughs) save the cash. And then did you kind of did they give you a deal or anything like that when you flipped the other car into this car?
0: So they paid off the Kona and then they put the remainder, they paid off the Kona and then we had like 1600 left over that they put towards our deposit, which helped us. That's really good. Do you guys have any fears about living on the road? I'm scared to break down somewhere where there's nobody. Like if we boondock somewhere or let's say we're in the woods or somewhere and we break down and there's no
1: service. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah. Did you get that from the podcast?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> We were just talking that- about that in one of our most recent episodes oh, about how. I was like,
1: which one? Well, it's just like, you know, the fears, that would be the biggest fear for me, potentially. And like the one thing that I have going for me is like I could work on a vehicle. So like it it would probably get fixed, you know, hopefully fairly quick. Or I could like put a Band-Aid over it and we're good to go. Um, it's the whole idea of just not having service and then having to figure out where do you have to go just to get that service at that point. One great thing about the fact that you live in a vehicle is like you have everything that you absolutely need to live for two weeks. You know what I mean? Um, So that's the good, the easy part about it. It, It's just the potential of like being stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, We were actually talking about like, you know, the ability of having like a sat phone, being able to like, you know, call an emergency if you, if you ever really needed to, if you're going to go that far off grid.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, yeah. what are yours? <laughs> I don't know. I did. I really didn't. Now that you say that, I'm like, that is kind of scary. Um, I don't know. I I don't have any. What? That's I good. don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I just, I don't know. That's it. I don't. I, like, now that she says it out loud, I'm like, okay, that is kind of scary. I didn't think about that. But I'm the person that doesn't think about that kind of stuff. Like, I don't really? think, like, I'll prepare for it, like, Oh, my God, we go on a hike. I'm going to bring everything, a Band-Aid and all this stuff, like, to prepare for the accident. But, like, if something actually happens, I'm like, "Ah."
0: I have another fear. (laughs) (laughs) She has enough for the both of us. Um, Another fear is just thinking of the pets. Let's say something happens to one of the pets and we're so far and we can't get them to an emergency. I'm like, there's only so much I can do with my knowledge if I don't have medications. Like, Mm. we should take some with us. Yeah, but... You never know. Like <laughs> Bailey's a brachycephalic, little smushy foot, smushy face. So he's so mm-hmm. sensitive compared to like our golden. Like, sen- I, I don't know. Just me thinking of work and stuff and seeing things that randomly come in. I'm like, shoot. What if we're hours away from a hospital?
1: Mm-hmm. What do we
0: do? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Is that, like, a low percentage, though, of, like, animals? Like, the things that you're seeing when they come in, obviously they're happening, yeah. but is it a lower percentage of it actually happening to your dog, you know?
0: Correct, yeah. yeah.
1: I yeah. guess that's the kind of, like, risk assessment that you of got to go through <laughs> in your head is, like, should I really be fearful of this or should I, you know, be like, all right, if it happens, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, yeah. you know, and it's the same with the breakdown aspect, you know, like, it doesn't have it's you're bound to have a breakdown right it's going to happen living this lifestyle um you you just hope it happens in the best possible place Mm -hmm. yeah
3: (laughs) see we don't work on cards like you so that would be a little i mean i think we just have to learn something maybe (laughs) i don't know
2: Yeah, well, Frank didn't really have that much knowledge about cars before we got into our last one. And then our first van was older and it needed a lot of work. So he definitely like picked up the skills as he went and visited YouTube University a bunch of times, (laughs) you know, just kind of figured it out. But it sounds like the majority of your travels, especially in the first like year or so, maybe year or two, are going to be in Canada and the United States, which is, you know... You speak the language, you're never that far away from you know civilization, like obviously you yeah. get like you know far out, but if you walk to the main road, you'll probably be able to flag somebody down you Yeah, speak English that mm-hmm. you can talk to, you know
1: <laughs> so and realistically, services normally pretty much everywhere, you know so how how far really off the beaten path are you willing to go, I guess is the question, or how yeah. far could your house even really take you? That's true. Kind of funny to say that, right? How far will your house (laughs) take you?
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I think maybe one is just probably weather for me. But I mean, we've done it, so we're going to have to continue to do it. But maybe like driving through hard like snow, I'd be scared of that. I just don't want to drive it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, take your time. Remember that you do live in the vehicle. So like you don't have to drive. Like you don't you don't Mm -hmm. have to go. You know, you could wait for a more safe situation to then drive the road. Like if it's downplaying and you can't see, your best bet might like, be, just be get off the road, go to a rest area and wait it out, you know? That's true. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: there's no real deadlines in van life except if you make them for yourself.
1: Yep.
3: <laughs> Which you guys did in the beginning, right? I don't remember
1: you saying that. Oh, yeah, that. we still do them today. I mean, we, we try to slow down a lot more. We're actually in a process of being on a break. Yeah, break. this
2: is us on holiday. Yeah, this is
1: us in on vacation. Yeah, and, I was um, on
2: the live.
3: I saw I heard.
1: <laughs> yeah. I and like, you no. know, like because we're always constantly working. We like to be creative. We like to, you know, to put stuff out there. We like to chat with people. So, you know, part of our job feels like a vacation because we love to do it. So, yeah. like having these little conversations is kind of like recharging our batteries.
2: Well, it's yours, because you're an at for me it's the opposite but that's just you know uh, <laughs> she's I like I need to major... our relationship <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'll be like us. okay now that we're done with the call I'm gonna take a nap thanks
3: <laughs> oh that's, that's literally us
1: yeah that's me I'm like I'm gonna go outside and find people to chat with
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay you're way I can't be that extroverted I feel like I'm an intro extra so like I can do really good in situations but Sometimes I'll just be like, okay, I'm just going to stay here.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, it. For me, too, there's times where I just need to relax. But yeah. for the most part, I like being outside. I like chatting with people. I like starting up conversation. Because mm-hmm. the more you know about others, the more you understand. So, like, you know, for me, it's more so, like, I want to know more about others in the world. And that's why I talk to everybody. Yeah, Yeah, just learning. I get, like, a
3: fear of, like, talking to someone, and then once I start, or maybe they start with me, then I'm like, oh, cool, I can act myself and, like, be normal. We experienced that, like, camping, and we met these – um, oh my God, I can't think of their name, but we oh, met these her. older couple and they were so sweet to us and they talked to us. But I was like, oh, look at their rig, it's so cool. It was like they had a, air an air streamer and then there was another van lifer, but we were in our SUV still. And I was like, oh, I want to make friends with them. And I was just like, I'm just, she's like, go talk to them. I'm like, I'm just going to stay here
1: because <laughs> I was just
3: so nervous. But then when they talked to us, we literally spent the whole time with them. And we, they invited us inside. We like had a few shots and drinks and ate some pizza, had a campfire. And we were just like, we don't want to go home. This is, this is it for us. Like, that's how we knew, like, Mm -hmm. this was like the lifestyle we needed.
1: That's awesome. That's a great story.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. All right. So I'm getting close to my nap time. So (laughs) 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 wrap this up, but We'll definitely want to link back up with you guys in a couple of, you know, months or maybe, you know, a year from now when you've been on the road and you've got some feet under you and we can kind of get your, you know, then and now.
1: Yeah, we can yeah, see how much, life for you guys, how much perspective has changed for you, you know, because a lot of that is going to change when you live this lifestyle. So it's really cool to, to, see, to hear about it again.
2: But of yeah. course, our final question, we got to ask if you had any advice for somebody who is, you know, where you were six months ago, what would you tell them?
0: please just do it. (laughs) Like, do you're the I feel like you're the only person that holds yourself back. Don't hold yourself back. Um,
3: Also, just be patient. Um, I felt like we were just so eager. And we were so close to like, let's just buy this RV because it's cheaper. We didn't take into consideration that we had to also buy a truck because we don't own one. So like, Look at the bigger picture. Look at what's best for your lifestyle, but just be patient with yourself and be patient with the process. Everything happens for a reason. And I just think it'll all align perfectly the way that it needs to for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. We're excited to see your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Man, what a great time hanging out with them. It doesn't matter whether you're an introvert, you're an extrovert, You could do it. Like, you could live this lifestyle. You could build the van. You could do it. You just have to set your goals, set your priorities, and make it happen.
2: And your travel style can be totally based on what you love to do. If you love to get out and meet people and go places and get into groups, go for it. If you'd rather be out in the woods and not see another soul for three weeks... Go for it.
1: We know people on all the spectrums when it comes to whether they want to be around people or not. And Frankie forces
2: himself into their lives.
1: I force myself upon people. (laughs) Uh No, I I do not do that at all. He's like,
2: hey, you want to be my friend? And they're like, I don't know. And he's like, well, we're going to be best friends. No,
1: I'm like, it's okay. You don't want to be my friend. I'll go find another one. (laughs) I really am not pushy. No,
2: but I feel like when we meet people, you're definitely excited to meet people.
1: Of course. Why wouldn't you be? I mean... I get it. If you're an introvert, you're not as excited, but I feel like you should always be excited to meet a new person because guess what? We only get to live this life once. So meeting somebody new is another experience. It's eye-opening. It's an opportunity to learn something from somebody else's perspective. There's 7 billion different perspectives in this world. Why not try to learn them all? I know I'll never get to, but you know, I'll make my way towards it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's a very good point. And I don't not like meeting people. I just don't like meeting people
1: sometimes. That was not a projection on you. <laughs> I don't know why you took it that way. <laughs> Alex immediately thought I was talking about her. You could you could be a person that likes to meet people sometimes and then likes to be in the middle of nowhere for a little while and then come back to meeting people again. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with any of them. Just from my perspective, my point of view, is that I think that meeting other people is very interesting, and it helps me learn more and it helps me become a better person all around, because I'm learning all different types of pers- perspectives, and everybody's seeing things from their own two eyes, and they're, they're developing everything in their own solo brain. So it's not like that they have the opportunity to like, you know, take whatever Alex has seen and put it in their own mind and then formulate an opinion until they actually have experience with her. Does that make sense? It
2: made me think of Harry Potter for some reason when they take the memories out and put them in the bowl. Right, and then yeah. you can watch
1: the memories. Yeah. And that's kind of what a story is from people. Yeah. You're you're basically watching their memories through their words, and then you're being able to create a movie in your own mind mm-hmm. of what that might be.
2: Gosh, you're so insightful.
1: I think I just, you know... I have it all together. No, i was just (laughs) kidding. I was just playing.
2: Well, I love that about you, and it was really nice getting to know Destiny and Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, they were wonderful people, and I can't wait to actually meet them on the road one day, because it's always nice to chat with everybody online, but... A lot of these people we've never even met in person, which is kind of wild to think because we're getting their life stories and their experiences and being able to pass them out to you guys out there.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's the best thing about the Internet and the fact that we're all in like a digital age Mm -hmm. because we can make, you know, the nomad community could potentially be very lonely and isolating But because of things like social media and podcasts and YouTube, you can see a lot of other people living the lifestyle and get to know them.
1: So I guess there's something to say about using social media the right way, right? So if you use it to advance yourself in life in the sense of being positive, being kind, doing the right things, pushing for, you know, the proper uh, thoughts and... Meeting new people
2: and Yeah, meeting new
1: people, being able to share experiences, I think is... One of the most wonderful ways that you could be able to use your platforms out there. And I hope that you guys feel the same way about this platform, or the way that we use it. Um, let us know in the comments. Leave a comment for us, uh, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I think you could leave a podca- uh, mm-hmm. a comment. So we, we love them. Leave a five-star review. If you love this podcast, it helps out. Uh, them sharing us a lot Mm -hmm. and
0: so
2: speaking of reviews we're going to give a shout out to our commenter of the week
1: well it looks like that we need more comments from you guys because we don't have enough to be able to shout you guys out yeah and the whole purpose is to be able to give back to the community and shout you out for paying attention to the podcast
2: I have an idea, though.
1: What is it? Because
2: I was having a chat today in our Patreon community. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of our Patreons are halfway through reading our book about man life right now. And so I wanted to say what they've said about the book.
1: Let's hear what they got. Wow, that so, looks like a big comment. It is
2: a big comment, so I'm going to just like take an excerpt about it that's more um, relevant. So Amy says, Amy and Troy, who are friends of ours, they say, We just passed the budget section in your book. Ours is cray-cray because we won't have a clue what it is until next year. Anyways, I love how the chapters are short and easy to read, chock full of info, but not dumbed down. I also appreciate your mix of personal choices and then a comparison of what... To people might do in general. I also love that even though you were adamant about the lifestyle and wanted to jump in right away, you spent the time to research and save and make it a financially responsible decision and timeline. Mm -hmm. I think people think that every second they sit still, spend at work, after they decided to jump ship is wasted, but not when you are clearly heading towards a realistic goal. I'm looking forward to reading the rest entertaining as well as informative.
1: What that sounds like to me is that it's great to be a dreamer, but it's also great to be able to make those dreams become reality. Mm -hmm. So whether it's financially or whatever it is for you, you can make it happen. You just have to create goals, set them up really nicely, and then that way, you can make your dream life come true.
2: Mm -hmm. And if you want some help with those realistic goals, you can grab our book. It's available on Amazon as either a paperback or a Kindle download. And like we said... To Elizabeth and Destiny, if you guys have questions about the build, if you're struggling, if something's not going right, if, you know, you just have a question about van life in general, our DM box is always open, so feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at FNA Van Life or send us an email, fnavanlife at gmail.com. If we
1: don't respond right away, it's probably because we're off-grid, but we do respond to everybody. We take a lot of pride in just being able to be there for you guys and be open with you all. It is you know all about that in this community and I think that's why we we always try to give back. Mhm.
2: So we look forward to hearing from you and we will see you guys in next week's episode.
1: Have an FNA day.